0: I want to talk a little bit about these reviews. I keep mentioning reviews. The one thing that I want to make sure you walk away from today is to know that ratings in these reviews, these formal reviews, they're mostly a reflection of the reviewer. Why? So they're mostly a reflection of the manager giving the rating ABC, one, two, three, you know, um, fully confident, partially confident, whatever you're using, thumbs up, thumbs down but they're mostly a reflection of the person who's giving the review. We need to educate anybody who's involved in the the review process, so that means the employee as well. We need to educate them on what the ratings mean. I hate reviews because they're always outdated, they're too late, and nobody likes them. If you have a review that's very poor, poor, fair, good, or excellent, Everybody wants to be marked excellent, and rarely do we mark everybody excellent, because if we did, then we'd have the best employees ever. What I see, though, is a manager's uncomfortable marking them good or fair, and so they mark them excellent, but they're not actually excellent, because we don't know what that means or what it's connected to. If your reviews are connected to pay increases, then everyone's going to want to give their employees the highest pay increase, unless they know that it's not connected to there. And so they may give them excellent just to give them a higher raise. I personally like to not have reviews connected to compensation right away so that we take away that, um, that motivation to rate people higher to give them raises or to rate them lower to save money. So let's just do the reviews and then take a step, you know, maybe in the next quarter talk about compensation and how it's related to how people are doing. HR has to simplify rating systems and the processes. In order to do that, I encourage you to create some kind of committee or task force to get buy-in of like, okay, we're gonna overhaul our review process. Please make sure the reviews are connected to the actual job description plus the company values, So the performance and the behavior we expect in the workplace. And then train your managers on how to use the review rating system in the official review process but then all throughout the year we can use technology to get this done by the way employee training is so vital we have to not only train managers so in order to get the complaints out of the hr department we have to first and foremost train managers directors whatever titles you use But then let's go the next step and train the rest of these human beings in our organization. Let's train employees who don't have management titles. Let's train them on how to resolve conflict on their own. Let's train them on how to deal with differences in the workplace, different generations, different cultures, different personalities. Then let's train them, oh, I don't know, on company policies. That one-day orientation, let's face it, it's probably about two hours. Hey, welcome to the team. Here's your orientation. That's not an orientation. That's just some HR paperwork. Orientation should, or onboarding, however you want to call it, should take like three months at a minimum. If you're shoving somebody into training in one week, that's going in one ear and out the other. And they're going home from work that whole week complaining to their friends or spouse that... This is so boring. They're not retaining it. So please spread that out over the course of a month, two months, three months. Make sure you're training all your employees on your company policies, because here's another thing that goes in one ear and out the other. That handbook, nobody reads it. I'm sorry, I write the handbooks and I know nobody reads it. So make it easy, make it friendly language, make it accessible to actually read if they are going to read it. But how about we do some training on the policies that are important, such as reply all emails. Why, you know, employees should know up front that we don't do that here. And you shouldn't go, well, it's in the handbook because nobody's reading the handbook. I assure you, nobody's reading the handbook. A few personality styles may read the handbook. I take that back. But for the most part, nobody's reading the handbook. It's overwhelming. It's probably outdated. It's boring and it's using language that nobody understands. So another thing is let's change that too. We need to train employees just like we did managers on the expectations of their job. What are your performance expectations? What are your behavior expectations? Make it super clear so there's no ambiguity. Just like company policies, like the reply all email and even how to take PTO, how to use PTO, things like that, train your employees on department and company processes. So HR may not be involved in this, but HR may be the one that's making sure it gets done. And then finally, with the employee training, make sure your employees know who to go to with complaints and concerns. And it's rarely is it always HR. HR is going to be for the super serious things, harassment, discrimination, you know, maybe timesheet issues, if HR handles timesheets. HR doesn't always handle payroll. Another thing that you want to train both your managers and your employees on, but definitely your managers, is how to squash gossip and rumors. Why? Gossip and rumors have no business in business, but that doesn't mean that it should go to the HR department. Managers need to learn how to uncover facts and while also dealing with people's emotions, but uncover facts and to squash gossip and rumors. Gossip can take your entire department and company down. So, Let's just say one or two people got let go for performance. Now there's a rumor that there's a giant layoff. Do you think this can affect productivity? Absolutely. Do you think this affects morale? Absolutely. Does, do you think this, this actually gets employees to start looking for a new job and walk out of your organization? Absolutely. This is why we need to squash gossip and rumors. We need to address it head on. Now, we're not going to go and tell people why someone got terminated, right? Now, if there is a layoff, you need to tell them, yes, there was a layoff, but we're done doing layoffs. There's not going to be any more. Or, hey, we don't know. There could be more. Be honest. Sure, you risk losing people, but I'd rather you be truthful and respectful. People will figure it out. Going back, though, to the gossip and rumors that maybe aren't related to things like layoffs, but they could just be gossiping rumors about each other. Here's the thing: If we don't hold people toxic employees accountable, they ruin your organization. As many as 60 percent of workers are not fully engaged at work, that's per gallup. So if now there's gossip and rumors thrown into that, that's going to go up higher. Toxic employees don't usually know they're part of the problem because you haven't told them and you haven't held them accountable for their behavior. When people are not engaged at work, you lose money, billions of dollars a year. And then remember, if you're not holding toxic employees accountable, they're still going to continue to destroy your organization and they're not walking out the door because they think life's great and everybody's their friend because everybody wants to hear from them. So people quit yet stay. They're physically present, but they are very costly and unproductive. So we need to make sure that while we don't want HR to be the complaint department, we do want employees to be able to share their concerns. So make sure your employees know where and to whom they can share their concerns and frustrations. And occasionally that might be the HR department. But HR, make sure you let the employee know what you are going to share with the manager so that they don't just keep coming into your department to say, oh, I don't want you to tell anybody, but here's what's going on. So encourage them to share their concerns and frustrations, but then let them know that you are going to be transparent. And if they're just there to gossip with you, then they will eventually stop gossiping and coming to you. Let them know that you're interested and concerned by listening, but then be transparent of who you're going to share this information with. I personally prefer not to have anonymous complaints, because if you have anonymous complaints all the time, then how are you going to address the issue? How are you going to go to the problems, the people that are causing the problems and address the issues if it's always an anonymous complaint? Anonymous complainers continue to complain anonymously but never give you the full information and you're unable to search for facts. So if they say, I don't want my manager to know, I usually hold my hand up and say, I just want to let you know I have a duty to talk to your manager. Unless your manager is possibly discriminating against you or harassing you. Even then, I still have a duty to investigate so the manager will find out. Whatever you do, anonymous or not, be prepared to act. There's nothing worse than saying to an employee, sure, come to me with your problems as HR or as a manager, but then not do anything about it. So, In order to keep HR from being the complaint department, or maybe baby steps, start having HR not be the big complaint department all the time. First, train your managers. And second, then train your employees. While doing this, you have to clearly define who handles what, and then train your managers on the items that they need to handle. And then remember, HR, redirect your employees to the appropriate party based on the complaint tree, for lack of a better word. Let them know who they go to to solve each of the problems. And then finally, remember, Don't fix everything for everybody. We learn by mistakes. So sometimes a manager's going to have to screw up to learn, oh, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to be in that situation again. And the same thing for employees. Humans learn from mistakes. And mistakes are necessary even when painful. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.